episode of Shit Shower Shave. Excuse my delirium. I am very, very tired this week. Um, I luckily had a break from my children last week. I was gone Monday, back home Tuesday, gone Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I had a well-deserved break from my kids. But I will say that did not come with its share of trials and tribulations, A, once I got back home, and B, while I was gone. Uh, Last week, I was traveling for work, going to do some client meetings, and also had the opportunity to go to the National Urban League Conference, which was actually very inspiring. But while I was there, the entire time, I did not worry about my kids, so that was not what I was about to say. But it was deciding between whether or not I was going to rest and get in the bed because as moms, that's the only thing you ever want is sleep. So every day I was like, oh my gosh, I can go to this happy hour. I can go to this reception. I can go to this baseball game. I can go to this, which I did do my fair share of all of those things. And ironically, while I was like, "Mm, oh, I'm gonna be able to sleep in this good old bed by myself and nobody wake me up and I'm gonna be able to like spread out and not have nobody land on me and get all the cold sheets that I want. I turn my heat down to like, I mean, not heat, air down to like 64 because I really needed it to be like iceberg slim cold in there like I can't stand when I'm hot and all of a sudden lately I've been hot all the time like hot to the point where I feel like I'm going through the change and I'm like I'm too young to go through the change this is not possible but then I think back to when right after I had my kids and I was sweating through every piece of clothing that I had when I was asleep it would just be hot for no reason and I was like I don't understand why I'm so hot it's just so hot it's so hot I'm sweating my clothes soaking wet and then my doctor was like oh yeah that's just a byproduct of having a baby and your hormones changing so now there are days when I'm like burning up and I remember my mother used to my mom had a hysterectomy at 35 uh due to fibroids but I remember being younger and her being hot all the time. So, of course, I was paranoid, like, oh, my God, I'm going through the change. Then I remember her being like, I just want to unzip my skin and step out. And that's the one pet peeve I have. I'm like, I will be cold. You can put all the blankets in the world you want on your body. Once you are hot, it is so very hard to no longer be hot. It's just almost impossible. So that was what I was battling with while I was in St. Louis because my room did not have the best air. So I was like running around all day the first day trying to get things organized and situated on top of the fact that I thought St. Louis would be colder than Georgia. And unbeknownst to me, it was hotter and more humid. So it was hot as hell and humid as hell. So I was running around trying not to be hot and burning the hell up every day. So I had the room turned, the air turned all the way down in my room. But then I wasn't in my room that much. So I had to take advantage of it when I was there. But it was actually a really good week. I was able to stay away. And I actually, for the first time, my husband did not call me or text me at all in the morning to ask me a question, to call me and say good morning, nothing. I was so A, shocked, B, surprised, but then I was actually really proud. 
because I was like, he did it by himself. He didn't need no help. He didn't need this, nothing. Like he was good all by himself. And then I found out that my mother was here every day helping him. All that I care about is that he didn't bother me. So that was a great week for me because I didn't get woken up. And it it makes a difference. Like I felt so different, even though I woke up hella early every day. It was still different waking up on your own, like, whoo, stretching, opening your eyes by yourself, than like getting woken up by a child or by somebody kicking you or by somebody elbowing you or by somebody uh, rolling over and taking all your covers. Like all of those things makes a difference. So that was a positive of my last week. Uh, but I did have very fun time where I was. I got to see Jamie Foxx perform. I got to see Vanessa Williams perform, which were amazing and awesome. It's I would have never thought that I would want to go see Vanessa Williams. And I actually did not know I was going to see her. I was at a gala and she was one of the performers and it was amazing. She sounded like every single album, song, record, Spotify, everything I've ever heard her saying. She sounded exactly flawlessly like that. And it was weird because I'm not old. I'm not in my forties. I'm in my mid thirties. And I was like, Hmm. I know every single word to these Vanessa Williams songs, like work to do, dreaming, um, save the best for last. Every, every song she sang, I knew the words to. And I was like, there's an older woman sitting next to me who really, really should know all these words and did not. So I was kind of caught off guard, but I did not care. I was getting my life. I was dancing. I had some drinks, all of the above. The only downfall of that particular event was I have never had so many grits in all of my life at a function and all of the food was cold. So that was the downfall of that. <clears throat> the other positive was Jamie Foxx performed and all the chicks was going crazy and wild and screaming, oh my God, Jamie Foxx, oh my God. getting up on stage, taking pictures. And I'm just not about that life. Like I'll party from the background like my go-to theme is now if I'm going to the club I need a section which a I'm not going to nobody's club but if I were to go I can no longer stay in anybody's line and I'm not fighting for no pictures but it was a great um show and a great break uh again like I said I was there for the National Urban League Conference one of my clients is a sponsor and it was just good time to be around and see a lot of things that can inspire you and you are shocked by. So one of the things that kind of caught me off guard while I was there is, well, two things. A, um, I don't look at myself as um, a person who provides guidance or inspiration. I guess that's the way that you would frame that. And it was after a panel and we were having kind of post debate and conversation about what was going on and the panel itself was about succeeding in corporate America and things like that and we were having a conversation about you know how do you pick a company and decide that it's worth your while and my answer was really about making sure that your values align with the values of where you're going if you don't see value in that you don't bring any value to your company And that came from an idea of 
the things that are important to me and the things now, then we'll say five years ago are very different. Five years ago, I didn't have a family. I didn't care if I had to travel all the time, et cetera. Versus now I have children. I want to be home. So I really come from a standpoint and really was talking to some people at the table with me about you want to pick somewhere that's going to value you and you believe in the values that they hold. The other thing I said was, you know, I've always, not always, but there have been people who have questioned kind of the movement in my career or, you know, you're somewhere for about two and a half years, a year and a half to two and a half years, and then you go somewhere else. And I said, and their question always is, are you loyal? And I said, well, I'm as loyal as employers are loyal to their employees. I said, a lot of people have asked me, oh, you move. How do we know you're going to stay? How do you know we're going to get the best out of this? I say, I don't know that you are not going to decide on a Friday at five o'clock that you're going to let me go. So why would I stay somewhere looking at the long-term benefit of a situation if another opportunity has presented itself to me that is better for me. At the end of the day, we all want more money. We all want promotions. We all want responsibility. We all want to grow. And in the words of, of the one of the panelists on a panel, you want to create depth in a role or in a position. And if a company is not valuing you as an employee or valuing me as an employee, then why would I stay somewhere where, A, I don't feel valued? And they were like, well, you don't know what's going to happen in the long run. I said, the days of somebody staying somewhere 20, 30 years, shit, 10 years are gone. So if I have to leave somewhere to get more money or to get a better work-life balance after a year and a half or two years, I don't feel bad about that. Because at the moment, I'm no longer an asset or a value to you, employer, you're going to let me go. I'm going to be gone. You're not going to need me. And you're not going to tell me at 9 a.m. on Wednesday, you're going to know 9 a.m. on Monday, and you're going to wait to get productivity out of me for a full week and tell me at five o'clock on a Friday. So I was saying that to a group of people and they were like, they never thought about it that way. And I was like, no, employers make the best decisions for them at any given point. So as an employee, I have to make the best decision for me and my, for my brand. And I am a brand myself and anybody out there, even if you are an employee of somebody's, you are your own brand. And that's what you're selling to potential employees or potential partners or potential whatever. And that is what you have to honor. At the end of the day, my brand is me and my employees are my family. And that is who I have to look out for at the end of the day. So it was interesting after that comment and conversation, someone pulled me to the side and said, I never really thought about my career or my life in that way. And it's been hard. It has been hard for them to walk away from situations or to change their mind about situations. And they said that that conversation led them to want to think about some things and possibly change some things. So it's weird how, like, I just said things that I say and how I go about things and people look at that and think that, hey, they can get something from that. So it was shocking to me. The other thing that came from last week was I was wrapping up and missed, like, two airport shuttles trying to get 
all every all the logistics and everything handled for things to ship back to Atlanta. And I was listening to all this commotion. It was just so much noise going into this expo hall. And I went in there early in the morning to get something. And I was like, what is all this noise, this noise, this noise? And they were doing community day. And from the front door of the expo hall to the to the where they were doing the event was probably the length of about two football fields. And once I got out and was walking, it was full of kids and parents waiting to get into this community day event. And before during the week, they kept saying we need volunteers to in the volunteer zone to pack the book bags and these school supplies. And I was like, why do they have like pallets and pallets of book bags and school supplies and all this stuff to give away like there can't be that many kids like when I say pallets of book bags I mean pallets like five six seven pallets full of book bags and then on Saturday when I was leaving there were lines down the street not like oh it's 500 kids here there were it, it mind you it's 10 in the morning And this event is going until five. And there were so many kids and parents and groups. And it really touched me because I think I take for granted a lot that I can easily go to the store and buy my children what they need. I can easily go to the grocery store or go anywhere if they need clothes, if they need shoes, if they need anything. And I think it touched me because... There are so many people who don't have that option or luxury and need help. And it really made me take a step back and think, what can I do? What can I do in my community? What can I do in my neighborhood to really help? And help isn't always, oh, I'm giving something away or I'm buying stuff for somebody. Help can be, am I, can I mentor? Can I um, volunteer? Um, one of my kids' schools, there's volunteer. Can I take lunch or breakfast to the teachers who are with my kids every day? But I think seeing the sheer number of students and parents or kids and parents really drove home a thought that I had um, this year, which was doing a school supply and uniform drive. And I think seeing all of those people there last week really drove that idea home again. And this year, Um, We had a couple of donations and we were able to give a few things to the school near me. But I think for next year, it really will be something that I really focus on is volunteerism and seeing how you how I can I can give back um, even throughout the year. But that was one way that I found inspiration last year, last year. Ooh, it's not it's not 2018 yet. Last week was seeing all those students and kids. And it's amazing how imagery can evoke emotion because I wouldn't have um I was running around so crazy and hectic that day and that one thing got me to slow down and think um so that was really my week last week and with talking about school supplies here in Georgia school is already back in session and it is a nightmare um last week I was in I, I made sure I got my school supplies early um, cause I was like, I didn't want to be rushing. I didn't want to be, um, fighting, trying to find stuff. I wanted to try to do it earlier. And 
I can't believe it is August the 2nd and school has already started and traffic is now going to be bad. But like, I remember being out all, all, all summer, not going back in the middle of August, being out till Labor Day and chilling and all those things. And it's already another school year. Um, and it actually has been a um, topic of discussion here in Georgia about kids are going back too early and they're missing their summer and they're doing this and they're doing that. And I'm like, but y'all do realize we voted for this, right? Um, no, we didn't. And I'd be like, no, but we did. Um, it was on a whole bunch of people's ballots about when school was going to start. So it's always interesting when people are complaining about things and they don't realize the involvement that they should have in being vocal in politics or knowing your school schedule or all the things that you could do. But I truly honestly believe that they are going to a schedule of year round school, which I'm not sure if I'm a pu- for or against. <sighs> the problem with being in school all year is that you then have to find somewhere to take your kids, but then it could be better because I don't know. I'm torn. Like I enjoy the summers, but then you're like limited to having to squeeze all your stuff in the summer. So it's really like a catch 22 with everything that you have to think about when you're talking about doing school all year. Cause if you do that all year, they have to have breaks at some time, but shit, I don't have no break at work. And school is really just preparing you for work and life, or at least that's what I tell myself um, and my kids. But yeah, school is back in session here. I just wish time would change so my kids can go to bed earlier now. But the thing is, now they don't sit around my house all day and watch TV or I'm not paying for camp, which is a fucking ripoff. Do you understand how much fucking summer camp is? Excuse my French. I wasn't even thinking about this and I did not plan to talk about this, but I'm very frustrated. Like, I feel like daycare and summer camp is a ripoff and a racket. Just like I feel like school supplies and school uniforms are a racket. So on the daycare thing, you know, we talked about that already. Like, oh, you want to work, but you won't give a fourth or half of your income for your kids to go somewhere during the day so you can go to work because your job doesn't want you to have off enough time for you to care for your children properly and make sure they're being steered. You only have 12 weeks. So 12 weeks, you need to bring me your baby. And if you bring me your baby, only six babies can be in there at one time. So we have to pay someone that's not specialized in infant care to take care of your kid. Then you fast forward to when they're in school. Oh, yes, your kids can come to school for free, but you have to buy uniforms. And uniforms at the low end cost $15 in uniform. Thank you so much for your money. They have to wear every day and they have to wear this specific kind of shirt and they have to wear these specific shoes, which I'm like, did y'all partner up with the, um, Ooh, it makes me think of don't tell mom the babysitters did when she went and worked for that. Um, Oh, the the clothing design people. Y'all probably don't know what movie talking about, but basically in the movie, Christina Applegate goes and works for a clothing company and she redesigned school uniforms and it was a fucking designer so back to my point of school uniforms are money like I this year you can't just buy a week's worth because at some point it's gonna get messed up or get dirty or god forbid it's a white shirt and then it's gonna get food stains on it you have to buy so you have to buy at least seven so that's seven times 15 which is a lot of damn money but 
that's just seven complete outfits. So then you add more shirts on that. And that's like another $15 or $20. Like, it's just like, do I really need to spend all this money? And the people be like, well, it's cheaper than them uh, wearing regular clothes at school. No, it's not. Because at least they can wear them clothes on a damn weekend. Ain't nobody wearing those school uniforms no other time but during the school year. And then they're not going to fit those. And then halfway through the year, I'm going to have to order some more. So that is the frustration of you got daycare, money, dollars then you got uniform money dollars then they ask you one of my school kids schools no not one all their lists included sanitizing wipes ziploc bags and um tissue what in the hell is my money for taxes going to if i have to also buy school supplies for your classroom one of them asked for 50 pencils what in the hell is my child going to do with 50 pencils? Which means I'm really buying school supplies for the classroom, which I'm torn about because I'm like, I pay taxes, which goes to help schools. Well, it really goes to pay the teachers, but either here nor there. I pay taxes. Then I got to spend another $70 on school supplies. Then I have to pay more money for these goddamn uniforms. Let's not even talk about the school fees of trips and all kind of other shit you have to pay for. And that's just for school. So I'm like, y'all really just like money. Everywhere I turn is just money, 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 money. Then you don't even get a break in the summer because gone are the days your kids go to your grandparents' house like we did. At least not mine. They go to camp at the Y or somewhere else. I want to learn tennis this summer. I want to learn how to swim this summer. I want to do this. Well, goddamn tennis and swimming costs two sixty a week during the summer. When I'm like, good God, could you not like just wait a minute? Like, I don't understand how we've gotten to the point to where we're spending so much money all year round for activities for our kids. Because I just don't remember it being this way for me at all. Because I'm like now paying for soccer for my two-year-old. And I'm like, Jesus, this is just so you can be social. Can I just teach you soccer at home? But again, I will say I do feel fortunate enough to where I can expose my kids to these things. But I do think that like the summer camp costs, like, come on now. Like that's it's almost worse than daycare, especially the why, which is supposed to be community based and oriented. Like y'all are making so much money off of camp because it's like 170 for your one session and you want to do an ad on this another 80 bucks and then you want to do this. And I'm like, it just gets to a point where it's like, it is just money, 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 all the time. Um, to where you're just like, I give up. Like, do I really need to stay home? Cause now I can see why people make the choice to stay home because it's just it's just too much. Like if you can stay home and your kids can stay home, girl, do it. Cause it's like it's stressful. It's stressful. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm writing these checks. Oh, I thought I had an extra $300. Nope. Got to pay the Y. Mm, sorry. I know you're a member at the Y, but yeah, give us this extra 300 so your kids can come here during the summer. Yay, thanks. Um, Sorry, I'm rambling at this point. But yeah, I guess it's a pro that school's back in, but then you got to pay for aftercare and it doesn't stop. And that's if you're in a great school district. I have a friend who thought their kid was going to be able to go to one school and didn't and school zoning actually came up with a conversation because here in Georgia people rezone their neighborhoods all the time to make sure their kids go to the school they want them to but 
education is important. Like my sister is currently going through the decision of whether or not she's going to move my nephew to a different daycare that will allow him to feed into a better elementary pre-K program to put him in the best alignment for his education. And that's the one thing that I will say that I never, ever, ever thought about prior to now was where your kids are going to learn or my kids because they're mine now. But I didn't think about it before I had kids like, oh, I need to make sure I'm in the best neighborhood or think about school costs because now if you really want to do it, like the school she really wants to send them to is $20,000 a year for preschool. I was like, I'm sorry, are they learning every language on the earth? Because $20,000 is a lot of money for a three-year-old. That's not where she's sending him, but it's stressful trying to figure out where your kid is going to go. Like, okay, my youngest is one, my next one is two. I'm thinking about 20, what, 18, 2020 school year. And is the school my kid going to go to going to have the test scores and the right students and the right kid mix and the best environment for my child to be in? And as a parent, you're like, you want the best for your kid, but it's super duper stressful trying to make sure you can make all those things happen. Even though your kid has been in daycare for four years of their life, because your kid goes to daycare before they're one at this point. Another one of my friends, her son is five and he started pre-K and it's a very stressful situation because they're in a new environment. They're with kids who you don't know their parents, you don't know their background, you don't know their home life. And it's just, it's amazing the things that you don't think about prior to having children that then affect you and bombard you every day of your life moving forward because you got to focus on making sure you've done your best, making sure they're safe making sure they're learning and they're being engaged and they're growing. They're not being hindered and there's nobody picking on them and they're not getting bullied. It's just so much stress every day that you don't, you just don't think about. Um, so school, it's, it's, it's a tough time. Schooling, all these things. It's just like, who would have thunk it? Being a parent is real life. So that's been my week. I do feel glad. What is today? It's uh, now Wednesday. You guys are going to get this a little bit late um, because I'm recording this on Wednesday. But um, last week was fun. And I'm glad that I was able to get a break. But when I did get back, I had to do some reprogramming, which included a lot of mommy, 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 I want to lay on you. Mommy, hold my hand. Mommy this, mommy that, mommy that, which I had to re-get used to. Uh, But then it was interesting I'm taking a different approach with putting my kids to sleep. I wasn't here to put them to sleep tonight, but last night, because they just scream and cry if I put them in their room. So I've decided I sit in front of their room now. And my son was in his room playing with his, he has like a train set, not really a train set, but it's like a car track thing. And he was playing those, putting them together and he came out. He said, mommy, can you help me with this? And mommy, can you do that? And I looked at him. And was amazed that that child, A, came out of my body and B, was so amazing and so handsome and so smart. And it was like all the frustration that I have with him. Ooh, I'm about to tear up and cry. All the frustration of him asking me questions and saying my name 50,000 times kind of melt, melted away. 
and I saw him and he was so innocent and um it was amazing it's like one of those things when you look back and you're like oh my gosh like these kids are mine and they're beautiful and awesome and amazing and um I was like oh Preston come here give me a hug give me a kiss I love you um he's like mommy I love you too and it was just it's just so interesting and weird how your emotions can go so sporadically from being super frustrated that your kids are not picking up their clothes or not listening or not getting in the tub or not doing what you want them to, to you being in awe and in amazement of this miracle you have created. And it really can be from second A to second B that it happens that fast. And I think I as a mom, I get caught up in the, what I want to do and what I need to do right now and what I want to do and all those things that I'd miss out sometimes on the real things. And I think April said it best in kind of the first episode was they're not that age forever. And instead of me being worried about go to bed at this exact time or you need to learn how to sleep on your own or I want you to eat this and not have a popsicle or candy like just enjoy the moments and I'm sorry y'all people are texting me and I didn't um close this uh (laughs) app down um just enjoy the moments as they happen because they will not be there forever and I think that was really enlightening for me last night and sometimes you think that you know everything about oh I've done this before I've done this and that really spoke volumes to me yesterday because I'm like I remember when you were born and you were seven pounds or in my body and you're now big enough to talk and communicate and put together a track for a car to be on and just be independent and so I I decided yesterday that I wasn't going to be as hard because I think at a frustration level, I think at times I, some days I have a a longer fuse than others, (coughs) but I, um, I always try to think and, and be respectful of them in a way that I'm not teaching them bad habits or like always saying no or things like that. But I think yesterday I was like, I need to cherish the moments more. I need to make sure that I'm being present and is I don't I try not to be on my phone. I try not to y'all know this. I try not to be on my phone. I try not to do a whole lot of things when they're there. But I do get frustrated because I'm like, oh my gosh, stop talking, stop saying my name, stop wanting to color, stop this, stop, 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 stop. Um <coughs> when they'll learn. <coughs> they'll learn to not and they'll learn to be more patient and be more all those. And there are things that I can instill. But last night when he was literally so tired and I could have battled with him for him to go to sleep and did all those things, but he was simply enjoying being with his mom. And I wasn't even playing with him. I was just laying in the hallway. He just enjoyed being with me and playing with his car. And when he was ready to go to sleep, he laid down. And that was my um, high moment of the week thus far was really um, being in awe of a miracle that I helped create and brought into this world. And with that, I will go into our questions of the week, which ironically kind of linked to what I just talked about.
Um, so the first question is, my husband always yells at my son for every small thing, and it's super frustrating to me. How do I get him to understand how I feel? You are not alone in this situation. Um, similarly, my husband, he will quote and say, he always starts at eight with my son. Like he doesn't go from, from one to 10, he goes from eight to 10. So his fuse is always a lot shorter with him when he's doing something or not listening. Um, what I have done is said, I actually got this from an article that I don't remember where, but I'll try to post to the site, but it was an article that was talking about, imagine yourself as a kid and all people do is tell you what to do, sit down, stop talking, uh, listen, no, you can't do this, stop, no, sit here, do this. You really are being ordered around. So if you were, if somebody was doing that to you as an adult, how would you feel? Or in other times I've been like, you know, so I did back up. I said that to my husband. I said, you have to be more patient with him the way that you want people to be patient with you. And he looked at me like I was retarded at first. And I was like, no, really? I was like, you get frustrated with me if I take the wrong approach with you in communicating anything. I said, so you, the, the way that you want respect as a person, you have to give respect to people. And I kind of said to him, I was like, I get he's a small person and you need, we need to teach him boundaries, but we also have to teach him respect. I was like, it's not respectful of him if you're sitting and looking at your phone when you're talking to him. It's not respectful of him if he asks you to do something or ask you for something and you ignore him or you make him wait until you are ready to do it. It's just not respectful. So maybe if you approach the conversation with him in that way, and it's and it's all works in progress. Like, um, my husband finds himself often apologizing to my son for things that he will realize later that he has done. Like he was tired and frustrated the other day and yelled at him. And I was like, why would you yell at him? All he wanted was X. And so he, then he apologized. But, um, I think that as people, not just as moms or dads, I think naturally women are more patient in general. We're patient with grown ass men, patient with kids, (laughs) We're patient, you know, that's our role in life. We're we're supposed to be patient and calm and docile and all those things. But I think if you try to communicate with your partner or your husband, <clears throat> looking at that behavior from the from the aspect of the child, because the other thing is our children will emulate us as who we are and what we show them. And that's the other thing that I've said to my husband is The way that you react with him is the way that he will act with other people. And we see it more now because we have two children that are very similar in age. So if I tell Penelope to stop doing something, Preston will do the same thing. Or if I tell Preston to stop or pop his leg, Penelope will try to pop his leg. So it's all about the example that you want to set for your children. And that's another way that you can frame the conversation is saying, do you want to teach them to be angry or to yell as a way to resolve situations or to get what you want? Um, and that may or may not help. It's 
sometimes helps. Um, and then other times I have to check myself on that situation. Like sometimes I'll be super duper frustrated and be like, oh my God, please stop. And that's not the right attitude. I also saw, I think I talked about this uh, in another podcast where there was a woman who wrote something about, she put um, hair ties on her wrist and every time she yelled or did something, she would put it on the other wrist and she would have to do three kind of things to get it back on the wrist, on the other wrist. And at the end of the day, she wanted to have them all on the wrist where there were no like yelling or complaints. Um, and it's about empathy. I think what I got from that was it's about empathy and showing <coughs> back to the respect. Yes, there's a way to discipline or correct without being angry or disrespectful. And I think that's the good balance. Um, And I try to be a parent that, you know, disciplines through love without letting my kids run all around the house. But there are times when I can't take it or my husband can't. And I think you just have to sometimes be very cognizant of how you act with them. But in regards to, you know, expressing to your husband how you feel, I think that you just have to have an honest conversation and, get him to understand that while your son is a child, A, he's a kid. A kid is a kid. They're going to be kids. And I think sometimes, like, even my parents be like, they just doing whatever they want. And they just so bad. I'm like, no, they're not bad. They're kids. Um, So I think just having a real conversation with him may help the situation. And I hope that that helps. Oh, I don't think I mentioned, um, well, clearly y'all know by now, but we don't have any other moms this week. Um, because I was gone, there were some scheduling issues and conflicts, but we will have mom next week and a mom the week after. So you can look forward to those. Um, but the next question is, I want to take my, take blah, 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 let's start over. Um, I want to take a family vacation before the summer is out, but I don't want to spend a ton of money. What are good ideas that won't kill my pockets? So I am a person with four kids, I think, as most of you know, and we try to take vacations. I like to go on to islands and do cruises and shit. It's not conducive with four kids. So... What we did, which really wasn't the vacation we wanted to take, we try to normally go to the beach every summer. But what we did this year was we went to Biloxi. Like, it was driving distance. We didn't get to go to the beach because I didn't know that Biloxi was dirty, nasty, dirty water. No offense to anybody who lives in Biloxi. Um, I like clear blue water or light water. Um, But we went to Biloxi and... um, went to the pool and had a good time. Like a vacation doesn't always have to mean um, that you go far, far away or you got to get on a plane. A vacation can be driving to museums. A vacation can be renting a house in another city or renting a beach house or going to a hotel with a pool. Like a vacation isn't always what we, I think, have to deem it in our minds as adults for vacation. A vacation can mean different things depending on the situation and you can be creative I know that there are a lot of different um sites that talk about that or like your vacation can be driving to a historical place um even though I call those trips uh but (laughs) you can go to DC and go to a museum or you can go to if you're not close to if you don't live in a major city you can go to a major city and 
get a hotel for the weekend and and try different foods and see what um, kid activities they have. So I think you can be creative with a family vacation without it being, hey, I have to buy a whole bunch of plane tickets or I have to, you know, go on a cruise and spend lots of money. Like I'm, yeah, like we're trying to, we went on a cruise last year for spring break and we wanted to do it again this year, but I'm like, I refuse to pay for two under people under five almost a full rate on cruise so I think we're looking at doing like all inclusives that have kids under 12 stay and eat for free and those are other things you can look at like a lot of times in the Caribbean they'll have options where you can have kids be free or fry they can't fly free um eat and stay for free or try to find cruises that will give like kids every kid is half off with an adult or things like that. But I think you can just be creative. Um, even that creativity means you get a hotel in your own city. That's a suite and, um, make fun of it. Like as long as you're getting out of your normal comfort zone and routine, I think that's can be considered a vacation. Cause at the end of the day, you're trying to make memories and that is what your family and what you will remember are the memories or doing a craft day or doing just something fun shit going to six flags going to a theme park any of those things can be a trip and a family vacation of you getting out of your normal routine so with that that is the those are the only two questions we had this week so we are not at our full hour but um it's just me so I'm sure y'all are tired of hearing me ramble and I did ramble a little bit this week but I wanted to give y'all an update of the week in the life of my shit shower shave week, um, which this week I was able to do all three by myself. Yay. Um, The only thing that was, again, like I said in the beginning, a challenge is really weighing out whether or not you want to party or sleep because it's a real hard decision because when you are at home, you can't party and you can't sleep. So which is going to bring you more joy? Unfortunately, I chose the party drink route. Even though I was with clients and entertaining them, I could have gone to bed earlier. Like I went to a baseball game and then I went to um, the gala and then I went to a party and then um, we went for drinks. So it was um, a busy week, which is why I came back very, very, very tired. And I had a time change. So that really, really messed me up. But again, I had a good week. If you can get a trip away from your kids, take every opportunity you can because it's fun. Um, And I did enjoy my bed by myself. Um, Don't forget to check us out at shitshowershave.com. Submit any questions you have at info at shitshowershave.com. That would be shit with a Y. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Please, 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 please post a comment if you listen to us on iTunes. Uh, like us and follow us on, on, on blah, like us and follow us on SoundCloud post comments there as well. Share the posts that we put up on social media. When we share our new, new episode alert, share with your friends, share with your coworkers, share with your mama, share with all your friends. Um, and until next week, have a great week, ladies.